We are live. Assalamu alaikum, Naveed. Wa alaikum assalam, my brother. How are you doing? I'm good, bro. How are you? It's a blessing to be here. I feel great. Bro, we've been trying to schedule this podcast since February. <laughs> and this it's finally true. happening. This is true. I am so sorry. It's just been, it's been hectic. You know no, I mean? no, it's my fault, bro. Because nah, uh, quarantine yourself, happened. Man. I blame myself, if anything. No, um, but I'm happy that we were able to schedule this and... Took some time, but we here, man. That's all that matters. Love, bro. And shout out to uh, Rash Cuts in the back. Uh, this is his crib right now. Thank you, Rash. <laughs> Thank you, Rash. Use your domain and blessing your boy with a beautiful haircut. This is a three-way crossover. All right, bro. That means you have to like three times. <laughs> like, unlike, and then like again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, I I've been wanting to have an Avid on for a, a long time. Um, and that's not because he has some major cloud in Instagram. It's because um, David is someone that, you know, truly like um, he's a maverick in the Bengali Muslim community right now. Um, and he's doing something that not a lot of us are, are doing for the community. And that's making sure. Right. Understanding that there is more to health <laughs> than just aesthetics. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's kind of start with how all this began because i know on your story and kind of on your instagram in general um you you mentioned a lot how you kind of began right um and you you post those like before and after pictures of like stick navid and then like completely ripped frolic navid right <laughs> all right so to kind of reiterate my question um basically talk a little about a little bit about your upbringing um how this fitness journey began um how you got from point a of being like like I said, stick Naveed to, uh, uh -huh. to what we see here right now. All right. Well, you know, my story is uh, it's pretty extensive. You know, I, I, um, I'm, not the type of group, I'm not the type of dude that just kind of goes through life and not really reflects. So I know myself in and out and, you know, essentially doing therapy on myself, knowing what triggers, what, what my reasons were, what was my mindset back then, what I was trying to achieve. So I know a lot of like kind of like, how my brain works, why I did certain things. So my story is a lot more. So I'm gonna try to keep this short. Gotcha. All good. Pretty much. You can uh, take as much time as you want, bro. This nah, is a nah, podcast. I'm not, I'm not, this is not. I'm not gonna bore <laughs> people with the the fillers and stuff. So I'm just gonna kind of get to it. Um, I was born and raised in Astoria, right? Most mm -hmm. of my teenage life, I was in the hood, and majority of the people that know me know that I didn't grow up a lot of like Bengali people. Most of the people that I grew up with were black, Hispanic. I pretty much didn't have any Bengali friends until I really got to college. Okay. Um, and essentially the reason I started going to the gym was a couple factors, but two of the biggest ones were one, it would save me from hanging out with my friends daily. And mm. when I was young, we used to fight almost every single day, right? Trust me, anybody that knows me since I was young knows the story. So we used to fight every single day. So I would, instead of after school, hanging out with my boys at the park or chilling the hood, what I would do is just go to the gym, right? And second was my father. So my father is a pretty big dude, the exact opposite of what you would think of a normal Bengali dad. My dad's 57 right now, and he's in phenomenal shape. And his soul, his spirit, his energy is just so pure. And that relates also to his health and how active he is as a man that most people his age especially from the culture we come from um are lazy 
my dad is the yeah, exact yeah. opposite. Yeah. Or they have a just a gut, you know. They have a gut. Yeah, yeah, my dad is the exact opposite. My dad is a very strong man that screams youth and uh, energy. And he really said to having good health and fitness. So I remember when I told him, like, hey, dad, I want to go to the gym. He said, absolutely. And we were sharing a membership until mm. he gave me his own. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. And me and my dad would go to the gym together at the same time. And it was it was really cool. And it was a good bonding experience. And my dad was always for it because, you know, my dad is, what, six foot tall. And he's all muscle. If you've seen a picture of him, my dad <laughs> is freakish. And he, he looks phenomenal. And his son is over here. I didn't hit. I started going to the gym when I was like 15, 16, and I was about what? I hit five foot when I was in 10th grade. So I was really wow. short. Yeah, I was okay. really short and I was really skinny. Okay. I remember before I started working out, I was under 100 pounds. Damn. So my dad was definitely a big motivator for me to keep going to the gym. So you started that. going to the gym with him in, in around high school? That yeah. was it? Okay. Yeah, 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 I was doing that and I was doing a little bit of boxing. Okay. But boxing makes you smaller, gym makes you bigger. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you want to be you want to be quick and agile. You don't want to be uh slow and heavy. Mm. So that's why I kind of stopped doing the boxing thing. It's kind of stuck with the, uh, the the gym stuff. Gotcha. Um. So that the habit kind of, you know, that that was ingrained in you from like the ages of like fourteen, fifteen, and then kind of yeah. carried on until now, right? Yeah, fifteen, sixteen, and that's kind of something that I ended up having a love, uh, like a love for, right? Mm -hmm. So I was doing that all the way through. Um, high school, college, and you know, I wasn't getting big at all until like I get to college, but okay. uh, the process was slow and steady, but it was more of a meditation thing. Hmm. I really was going to the gym more for meditation and peace of mind than just going to just get big and that's it. So essentially, you know, a lot of people, they don't get big real quick, so then they just drop the gym and say, screw it, gotcha. pick it up later on in life, right? For hmm. me, it was more of a meditation thing. It was where the gym was home. Where I felt safe is where I had the most safe and non-criminalistic fun, right? So that's essentially why I fell in love with the gym and then played out to many things later on in the future. Gotcha. So you said that your dad originally started going to the gym first, right? Um, do you do you know any reason for that? Because like when I think of a of a brown dad going to the gym, like they're probably on a treadmill, not really knowing yeah. what to do. You so know, I remember well what happened was one of my friends um said hey i'm gonna go to the gym and it was planet fitness so they let you bring some right with right you. yeah so i went to the gym with him and i was like wow this is crazy never did this in my life i mm -hmm. had 10 pound dumbbells at home <laughs> and those were heavy for me at the time right and then i told my dad i said hey Abba, i want to get a gym membership it's ten dollars a month and you know mind you at the time money was a little bit of a struggle right right but um my dad ended up saying all right you know what if you're gonna go to the gym i'm gonna go to the gym with you because my dad awesome he was working out. Well, he mm -hmm. was he worked out a lot back home. And then, you know what? You get married. You have kids. You take care of them. You know? Yeah. And then if your son sparks interest in something that you have a mutual uh, like interest in, yeah. why not join him? Mm -hmm. So me and my dad would go to the gym together on the weekends. And that's kind of the whole thing. Gotcha, it. gotcha. Was he, was he kind of like um, encouraging you to do certain kind of workouts that he was doing? Or uh, was he kind of like, did he just let you do your own thing? Well... Yeah, my dad, essentially, it was like, he kind of let me do my own thing, and mm. he was doing his own thing. Gotcha. Um, and my dad, he, he, you know, I was young, so I knew nothing. Yeah. Right? Like, nothing. Every, every just this young kid going to the gym, biceps every single day, blah, 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 blah. You know how I was getting <laughs> yeah, big yeah, arms. Yeah. 
And my dad would just kind of go for the cardio element because we all think that just doing cardio will help you lose your stomach. But he was also going in there hitting the weights. Yeah. So, but we wouldn't do the the same thing. My dad would like to do every part of his body. I would just love doing my arms <laughs> and then a little bit of everything else. But gotcha. we both never did likes at the time. We both <laughs> never did likes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty guilty to the the whole i guess myth of if you do cardio you'll lose that gut um because oh, yeah. I, I i tried doing cardio for a while and uh i lost a few pounds but um yeah it, it didn't it didn't really hit like i thought it would oh yeah dude there's a lot of science behind <laughs> things so yeah no of course and but we can go into that later on right right, right. um so that that was pretty much your daily or you know weekly routine in, in high school, right? Hitting the gym with your dad. Um, did that carry on into college? You still went to the gym with him, or you kind of uh, blossomed into more like individual type workouts and other things? So later on in my high school years, me and my dad's our schedules kept conflicting, right? Right. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get you your own gym membership. I was like, oh, we're lit. Let's do this. <laughs> so my dad and me would just kind of go sometimes on the weekends together. Yeah. And then I would go sometimes after school. Sometimes I would skip, you know, at the end of the day, people that from the hood can understand this. You get riled up. You can't just leave even if yeah, you're yeah, there all the time. Yeah. So then when I got to college, there was a huge reality check of the people that I was around and how much people were really moving forward in life. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't even want to go to college, to be honest with you, but mm -hmm. I got, you know, certain people, especially my parents kind of made me realize. Yeah, yeah, that degree is important, right? Yeah, that yeah, piece absolutely. of paper is important. And trust me, the mindset that I had at a young age is very different. And I don't think you could empathize with that mindset because it's, when you live a different lifestyle, right, right. Day, it's hard to put yourself in that shoes. You'll be like, how can you think that way? But you're stuck inside of a box. Right. So when I was in college, I'm a very big introvert, believe it or not. Really? I'm an extreme introvert. I will never say hi to somebody. But if you say hi to me first, we'll become the best of friends. That's hard I, to believe, man. Oh, trust me. That's ask anybody that, <laughs> that knows me well. I'm on the streets. I'm very quiet. I'm very wow. to myself. Okay. But if you initiate the hi or there's a meetup, mm, right. then we'll get along very well. Um, so in college, I didn't really make too much friends. And what I would do is I would just go to the gym during my breaks in college or right. after college. And I used to go to school in Brooklyn and Harlem. So I would go to the gyms over there and uh, I made, you know, class friends and, you know, I would just pray right outside the gym or pray right nice. before going to the gym. And yeah, it was- what, what college did you go to? So I first went to City Tech in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and then I went, you know, after I got my grades up and just kind of realized what college was really about, I went to City College. Okay. And what did you major in? City Tech, I went to, for engineering I, oh, oh, shoot. I am horrible at math <laughs> so then i went to um city college after i got my grades up and then i just became a business major gotcha business okay so I'm, I'm guessing that helped you a lot more because you have your own small business right now right you know what it is i'll be honest with you college <laughs> did not help me whatsoever except okay. my last year of college where i met a certain professor mm. who would kind of be my therapist and the man that really installs confidence in your true talents in life gotcha and he kind of gave me that idea of wow there's more to me than just being x y and z that i was doing right. at the time and that by itself made college all worth it okay so so in in college did you have any idea that you were going to turn into a trainer absolutely not absolutely <laughs> not no way i was just going to the gym as i said just right. for fun um my boys in brooklyn you know we go to the gym 
Um, but when I went to college, I was the I was a big part of the MSO. Mm. And then they called me the MSO trainer. The Muslim student yeah. organization? Yeah. Right. So all the Muslim brothers knew come to me. And mind you, at the time, it was just straight working out, <laughs> getting big. Right, right. No science, no understanding. When I mean, and I mean that very seriously because I've learned throughout the years what yeah. training is really about. And yeah, and that's all it was. Just training the brothers, training myself. And yeah. And I, essentially, if you want me to go into kind of like how I became a trainer at first. Gotcha. Um, what happened was I was graduating my last semester uh-huh. of college. And in the third week before graduation, a girl comes up to me and says, hey, I see you talking to your friends about training. You know, I was talking mm-hmm. to one of my brothers about um, how to lose weight through supplementation. So you know, really knew I didn't know what I was talking <laughs> about. So she said, how would you like to be a trainer at Equinox? Mind you, at the time, wow. I already had a job lined up right after graduation to work in the office under Mayor de Blasio. Right? Nice. Hated okay. it or love it. It's a job. Okay, right, 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 right. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I did some pros and cons, and I was really like, I made a sheet, like pros and cons. Yeah. And I said, you know what? That job can wait for me. I have connections. Let me pursue my dream and see what's, let's see where this goes. Okay. And that's how I became a trainer. So... Oh, you, you ended off with your Equinox job, right? Yeah. You kind of, you just got that by, from some random stranger hearing yeah, your conversation? Yeah, believe it or not, um, she was actually a very well-respected uh, trainer at that location. Uh-huh. And then she set me up with an interview with uh, the manager. And I'll tell you right now, I've never failed an interview in my life because <laughs> of my personable skills, if that's the right word. Yeah, no, you have a lot of charisma, right? So, oh, I appreciate that. that. So, <laughs> Interviewers um, love that kind of thing. I met the guy and I told him straight up, like, I've been working out for a while, X, Y, and Z. And then he saw that I'm a very honest person. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And he said, you know what? I'll give you a shot. That's amazing, and, man. Yeah, yeah. It so, was very surprising that I got the job, to be honest. Gotcha. So you started off at Equinox right after college? Like, yeah. right out of college? Okay. Right out of college. Okay. How long did you work there? Oof, good question. <laughs> a year a year and a couple months maybe, okay. I want to say. Not too long. Okay. How was that experience? It was great. Um, whole new world of understanding what training was. Mm. Being around some of the best people in the fitness industry. And I'm talking about health and fitness. Not right. Fitness, fitness. I mean, yeah, like right? Equinox is one of the more high class gyms right yeah absolutely and the thing is that every equinox has a different culture right and i was fortunate enough to be in the columbus circle location mm. and that gym was all about health and motion and being pain-free and you know other equinoxes are all about looks just right. because of the environment the youth is over there right so my spot had a lot of elderly people so mm-hmm. you know the mentality is a little different a lot of the older guys are like one of the best trainers well renowned known at Equinox, I work with a lot of good people. I met a lot of my clients, and nice. um, I realized what my true skill, in terms of my real skill, in terms of what I bring to the table, in terms of the human, not even as just a trainer, because obviously it will aid in it. Um, it opened my mind. It humbled me very well. Okay. It made me realize that doing a bicep curl is probably one of the most useless exercises in terms of functionality. Really? Absolutely. And dang, well, a lot of the viewers are gonna be heartbroken by that. <laughs> hey man, you're young. When you get older, you can't that way. And I'm gonna give you the reality of it. Um, and it made me real. It made me meet um one of my biggest role models, Don Carlos, who is mm. also who was my personal trainer and my massage therapist, who opened the door for me to think 
and learn training in a different way even more. Gotcha. So essentially Equinox opened my brain. John mm. Carlos opened it way more. Gotcha. So you know how you have a, like you think in a bubble? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, like an epiphany bubble, and then. Then I learned more yeah. and then he completely popped it and showed me so much more wow. avenues of training. And I'm talking about human anatomy, mm. um, holistic medicine, uh, cupping, Graston. You learned cupping so from him? Much. Um, I learned a good amount of cupping and how to really maximize was the it, benefits. Was it the dry cupping or the, the, the like hijama no, type? Hijama okay. is totally out of my lane. Okay. Um, you know, I understand it's a part of the scene <laughs> and I get it. Yeah, yeah. But blood freaks me out. Okay. freak me out. <laughs> dry cupping does enough for me and especially with what I do in terms of bringing back range of motion. Yeah, because yeah, I, I you post on your stories a lot of you cupping. And I, I always thought yeah. that was like hijama on yourself. Oh, so no, I, no, I found no, that no. really I've impressive. I mean, dry cupping too is also just on yourself. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Well, the cool thing about hijama, uh, hij- well, hijama, you know, it takes out the toxins from right. the blood, right? The thing about cupping is that if you do cupping on like an individual without the needles and they're yeah. really bad and, you yeah. know, obviously build off the color of the, you know, if it's purple, you're real bad. Yeah. If it's a little <laughs> red and it goes away, you're not bad. You know, it'll come out one way or another through diarrhea. Vomit. Yeah, these yeah. are actual ways of your body detoxing. What it is, cupping is kind of a. I mean, hijama. I haven't really said the science behind it, but you know, it has its own way of, I guess, of yeah, directly yeah. doing it. Um, and then you know, but the thing about cupping is that there's m- many ways you can use it to help range of motion, not mm-hmm. even just taking out toxins, opening up scar tissue. Um, many, dude, it's just the yeah. sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Right, right. So I'm a very big believer in holistic medicine, and that is one of them. Gotcha. Um, well, so going back to uh, this John Carlos guy, he seems to be like, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, you like basically went on a whole tangent of how he's amazing, so I believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he seems like he was like a great mentor and influence in your life. Absolutely. At, at that time, were there any others? or um, No, like- a lot of my peers at the time were very big uh, role models. And as I learn more i started cutting out a lot of the role models that i had previously thought were role models for me right when i was younger like these bodybuilders mm-hmm. um dude it's like i had a crazy shift of mindset right, right. right um i had like a lot of my colleagues at the time were good role models but john carlos was exactly one what i wanted to be like as a personal trainer gotcha he when i would train with him i literally would pay him for sessions just so i can learn wow off my own body because i was really messed up uh-huh Exter- like from your perspective you might say wow he's in good shape i was mm-hmm. a real damaged broken <laughs> man underneath all that swell of muscles right and he would really humble me and take his time and really make me realize wow i was doing everything wrong mm-hmm. and he would do it in a way where i wouldn't feel bad about myself gotcha and john carlos i love you i just don't know what to say <laughs> this man everybody that I train if i ever yeah. speak of somebody that really makes me you know i have a lot of people that tell me wow you're so different from a lot of the trainers yeah. that they've had i say john carlos john carlos gotcha. john carlos he's uh he's one of like the most junior trainers at equinox that you met there he was actually a massage therapist oh okay. but he was a personal trainer also but gotcha he is more of a private trainer gotcha gotcha a lot of the big times in the city okay um and well worth every penny okay well worth every penny gotcha he's amazing so after after equinox um, well, why'd you leave Equinox? Because that seems like a pretty stable job. I'm not or, sure I'm, if I should talk about okay, it. Okay, no, it's, it's fine if you um, don't want to. But, but actually, uh, I can because I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I won't get in trouble. Getting the, the tea on this um, podcast right now. I pretty much had some bad experience in terms of like some discrimination. 
for my oh. race during Ramadan. Okay. And it was, you know, um, it was just one person and that's it. And one of my clients that I still train to this day in Luxor was they witnessed it and he was furious because I was so naive and thinking everybody was such a good person. Right. And to, to kind of, I was just giving it the benefit of the doubt. Right. And he was like, are you serious, Naveed? Are you yeah. serious? And, you know, he made me realize and I was just like, you know what, I'm not comfortable if I can't pray here, especially when no one is using certain This is a coworker. That no, it was more than a coworker. Ah, uh, I'm not gonna go into oh specifics, man. but he was not one of my immediate tier trainers. Okay. Yeah, um, a little bit more above that gotcha. rank. Um, but as I said, no hard feelings. I don't, I don't really care. If anything, it was a blessing in disguise for gotcha. me to leave, um, because that's when I realized my true potential. Mm. And if you want, I can go into that. Go into it. Like talk about so what, what happened was I, when I decided that I was gonna leave. Mm-hmm. I sent an email out with all of the clients that I was training, about 20 to 30 at the time. Right. And I had an email to send out to every person I thought would be a good fit for that person because I thought I was going to actually quit personal training, believe it or not. <laughs> right. That was the last straw. I was like, you know what? I get this career. It's great, but I don't think I'm going to make a future in it. When I quit, yeah, Shaquille, yeah. when I quit, mm-hmm. all every single one of my clients refused to train with somebody else. Every single one of the every single one of them. That's and incredible. They thought that I told them to train with me. That's incredible. But they wanted to. They wanted to not train with anybody because I could not be replaced. I wow. Did, like you know, certain clients ended up moving on wow. because I had persuaded them. Right. But they were all so attached to me, and mm-hmm. not through training. It was me being an individual that genuinely cared for them. And I realized, That's wow, crazy. most of my clients had times where we just did not work out and we mm-hmm. just talked about life. And that is something that's rare. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And training is cool and all, but connecting with humans, genuinely mm-hmm. caring for your people, you can't teach that. Yeah. And that's when I realized, you know what? I guess that's the personal and personal trainer. Right? Yeah, for real, man. <laughs> um, and that's not just tailored training, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. But that's when I realized, I was like, yo, dude, like, if every single one of my clients are, like, bummed out that I'm leaving, mm-hmm. I could probably, like, you know, this is, like, this is a big confidence booster. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just thinking I'm just a trainer. Everybody got it like this. No, they don't. No, they mm-hmm. don't. And every single client that I've ever trained in my life will tell you that I was different. And that's, that's a, a big, big thing to say. say. And, you know, they're the reason that I ultimately ended up staying in this field. Wow, man. I mean, just the fact that, like, not like all of them, it wasn't even like half of them were like, oh, yeah. most of them. Every it was every one. single one. That's wow. Yeah. It's every client kind of just said, screw Equinox. I'm a, I'm, I'm Naveed for life, right? Essentially, essentially, um, they didn't say screw Equinox. <laughs> that is their gym at the end of the day, but they were more like, you know what? I, I, personal training is cool and all, okay. but I'd rather just stick with you. Gotcha. And, you know, some, some of them, them I had to tell them, like, listen, you got sessions in your account. I got somebody for you. Yeah. And the thing is that management did not believe that I, management's intentions thought that I was trying to steal the clients. Right, right. But in reality, I already had, you know, I quit training at that moment. Yeah. yeah. I already had an email sent out for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, big slap to their face, because I was being honest and I never lie. Damn. So, this is a Shady Youth exclusive. Do you ever publicize this? No. <laughs> Amazing. I, I'll tell people, but at the end of the day, like no one's really asked. Yeah. Gotcha. I appreciate you asking me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the story's always gonna be the same no matter how big I get, inshallah. Okay. And I'm gonna tell people exactly what it is. Gotcha. And if I lied, this journey I wouldn't have gotten this far if I kept lying. Gotcha. I mean? Right, right, right. So yeah. It is what it is. Um okay, so 
they're ending at Equinox kind of seemed messy, but obviously with that little twist at the end seemed to open up a bright future ahead of you. Um, do, when did you kind of think that, you know, maybe I should get back into personal training and finally make that move? So I left Equinox, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm broke. You know, I got no income. <laughs> Equinox did a good job and I was right. a good ranked trainer, but yeah. when you work for a commercial gym, they really take a lot of your income. Right, you're charging yep. what a hundred thirty dollars at a gym like that, and you're seeing what fifty dollars out of yeah, that hundred thirty, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're busting your chops, building your clientele, coming in at six a.m. Yeah, and leaving yeah. at ten p.m. Right, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's 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 disrespectful. But I get it. You know, if you got you're covering the trainer's liability and stuff, but yeah, you're taking yeah. more than fifty percent of the cuts. Yeah, right? yeah. So essentially, it is what it is. I'm done with that. You know, I did train a couple of people in the meantime, you know, like at Blink Fitness, you know, un- low key, mm-hmm. you know, with the blessings of the trainers that were there and the management that was there, of course, because they could have kicked me out. Right. But they were, they were fortunate. So, you know, they liked me a lot, which is great. And I was training a couple of my, my clients in the city, of course. Okay. Um, And, you know, I was barely, I was making it enough where I could eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I live with my parents, so I'm not paying any bills. God bless. Right, right. right. But. You know, I had enough money where I was eating and yeah. you know, everything was good. And then I got a job at LA Fitness. I want to say maybe like like three months after. Gotcha. Which LA Fitness? New Hyde Park. Okay, so not the one around like success. here. Okay. No, 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 not yeah. around here in Ozone. Gotcha. Um, the LA Fitness is actually the biggest LA Fitness in the country, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I became a, a fitness director over there and it was pretty cool. Gotcha. How long did you stay there? Three months. <laughs> what happened with that? just like any other thing i was doing good um and you know anybody could tell you i was doing good i was hitting numbers yeah there's a big disconnect from the community of the members that are there and the people that are personal trainers and selling personal training and i was the middleman everybody loved me everybody had good energy with me i was a good Mm -hmm. soul and i was probably this is gonna sound shady but i was the only dude in there that knew anything about exercise other than my vice president yeah and i don't care everybody everybody over there did not know anything about training other than how to look good Okay. Even and, even and, though your fellow coworkers. Yeah, trainers. absolutely. And I could educate as much as I want. Yeah. But when you're talking to people that only care about looks, yeah. In a gym yeah. like that, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care about mobility. They don't care about knee replacement people and how to re- rehab them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't blame them because at the end of the day, you're a trainer getting paid eight dollars per session. Why Oof. would you care? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would you care? Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, exactly. And if you're in it for the money, good for you. Keep making your hustle. But if you're in it for changing people's lives like me, keep mm-hmm. learning. Right. So I got to say, and I left because, you know, that that environment was, I was killing it. You know, I was going to make an absurd amount of money because if they would have transferred me to the new gym, and I quit right after Christmas. Wow. And I quit right after Christmas and New Year's was coming up. So, Uh you know, all those checks would have been good. Yeah, yeah. Because I realized the work environment I'm in was extremely toxic and it was putting me through depression. Wow. And I publicly announced it on Instagram and I made a video on depression, on how sick a company is to lie to the people that were working there to, to lie to the community members right. locking in for a, a contract false sell them imagine this Shaquille okay? mm-hmm. this, I'm going to give this one breakdown you're an, you're a client you had a knee replacement or a hip replacement so right, you right. were extremely fragile you are not the average individual mm-hmm. right? Yeah. and you know what the manager says you know what I got somebody that might be able to help you out Naveed come over here <laughs> hey what's up this person got X, Y, and Z no problem. I know how to. I know how to deal with people. Right, like right, this, right. In these injuries, yeah. I train you. Uh, I put you through the works. You feel better. You feel mobile. Yeah. Then the next day, you you sign up for training. I see where this is going. 
Then you yeah. come over and be like, hey, Nabeen, I'm here for your training. I'm so sorry, I'm not your trainer. Okay. I just wanted to give you a demonstration. This is your trainer. Wow. Then you train with a guy that has no idea about anything, and then you come to me and you say, I have a lot of pain now. Then I go to the trainer to check him, mm-hmm. and he says I had her doing squats. Are you stupid for making her do squats? Yeah. Excuse me for my language. No, it's all like, good. Like, that gets me furious. Yeah. You don't even take a second to understand. You know, make these baby steps. You don't yeah. have to prove nothing by making her do yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so essentially stuff like that, um, the wrong morals, yeah, telling me that I should lie to the members because they trust me so I can lock them in and then screw them over for a bonus check. Ooh. I'm good. I made it I made the community in that gym better with my connection with them because I genuinely care for them. And if they didn't buy, they didn't buy. I'm not gonna force them and scam them for right. a bonus check. Yeah. No thank you. So I quit. That's amazing. First job ever quit. Not even a two-week resignation. I just quit. <laughs> no, three months in, bro. Yeah, I think great. that that's inspiring, dude. Because I think anyone in that situation that's watching right now, they might say, you know, at least like like finish the year, right? Like at least get nope. that thing on your resume and finish the year. Um, no way. But yeah, that's inspiring. Literally, dude. I could have went to, went to January, made a lot of money. Yeah. Nope. My heart was saying depression, and I had no job yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. I still quit. Did not care. That's awesome. Did not care. Absolutely not. That's, that's you cannot buy my soul. Yeah. That's all it is. So what'd you do afterwards? Because that um, seems like kind of just left after, a lot behind. After that, I was hustling and I met one of, you know, one of my boys hit me up and he said, yo, I got a, a gym that you can train your, your clients in. It's in a small apartment. Yeah. Um, so I started doing that and I started training people in there in that Blink Fitness that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. Right. Low key. And then... Um, I was having a good time and then I got kicked out. Out of your, your boys' gym? Of, or? I got kicked out of that apartment gym because I was oh, not a resident. Okay. Which I'm okay with. You no, know, I understand. Yeah. You know, I was doing a little bit of fishy stuff. At the yeah, end of the yeah. day, I wasn't doing anything bad. Like my yeah. tension wasn't bad. I thought I was okay to do it. And yeah. then when they actually pressed me and said, you know, you can't be doing this, I never came back. Okay. You know what I mean, I thought I had the clear because of my friend that actually yeah, yeah, lived and yeah. owned property. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I, I, I get bad, it. but yeah. you know, if somebody's really telling you like, "Hey, look, here's a card. You can go there. Yeah, no problem." All right, fair enough. <laughs> right. So, you right. know, at the end of the day, like you know, during that time frame, I was really stressed and I was really looking for a space to train people. Yeah. And then, behold, I found a space exactly where I, my dream, through Allah, right? No other way would this mm-hmm. have been given. I found the perfect space, perfect location, mm-hmm. perfect everything. It's quiet. It's discreet everything had a little bit of a hiccup in the beginning of getting it right but it was in the perfect spot rent is still expensive but it should be way more but just because of all these other factors it's yeah not yeah. as bad as it should be mm-hmm. and that's where i'm right now where's the where's the spot i mean you can literally I'm, give the exact address i'm not gonna give the exact address <laughs> only because um i don't want a random bunch of random people it's only by schedule oh okay okay gotcha um, i and you know through my instagram you see me train a lot of youth and people i see yeah. a lot of old heads yeah that, yeah I've, I've seen that you know what i mean yeah. i do a lot of old stuff you know young guys are easy to train yeah um older heads they are harder because they lack one thing right youth and motivation so where mm-hmm. i train uh message me for a consultation and an address and i'll definitely at fitness that. on instagram but it is located in astoria Gotcha. It is located in Astoria, um, and it's right next to the end line, and it is at a extremely, extremely safe 
quiet neighborhood. Awesome. It's amazing. I grew up there and I love it. Gotcha. So, so after after all of that, you got your own space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how? So clearly you wanted to, to make that your own kind of space, right? For To be a gym, um, you know, run your own business in that location now. How did you get it in your head that you wanted to be the owner of a gym or like you wanted to run your own business? So a couple of things, right? Um, I'm the type where money does not, money doesn't mean nothing to me. Mm. At the end of the day, I would barely break even with my rent and all my clients. And that does not even include all the equipment that I bought. Ooh. So I was taking a hit. Yeah. I didn't care. At the end yeah. of the day, I don't care about money. I just love what I do. Right. People don't understand. Actually, no. You meet me and you train with me, you'll understand that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a big uh, confusion. My space is not a gym. Oh, so really? I always okay. like to tell people that. My space is just a space for me to do my job mm. in. Does that make sense? It With goes, equipment. Exactly. <laughs> All the equipment that I need, everything I bought, mm. it's a place for me to do my personal training service in there. Whatever, if you have a gym, you're getting the same treatment that you would get in my space at another space. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not a gym. Like people don't come in there just to work out on their own. Right, training. right, right. It's for me to use my specialties and what mm. I know on the individual with whatever problems they have and try to fix it and get better. At yeah. It. So it's not a gym. It's a space for Navid to do his practice in. <laughs> gotcha. Right. Um, but what was the other question? Um, what how, made how did you, yeah, what, what made you want to start your own business pretty much? Dude, I just realized like, you know, like I'm not going to be able to do. Actually, that's actually a very good question. It's made me realize this. Mm-hmm. I could have been the dude that just stayed in Manhattan. Yeah. And trained a lot of rich people. Yeah. In their apartments or at private studios. Yeah. And had no overhead. And just mm-hmm. chilled out but what am i doing with for my people right yeah i want to take that type of training that type of specialty and bring it to the community how am i going to do that when only places that offer stuff like that are in the city when mm-hmm. most of the people that i want to target and help help individually live in queens they don't live in like the nice side of manhattan you know so that's kind of one of the main reasons why i want to open up my space gotcha and i like privacy i don't like working with other people gotcha. around me um, I want to make sure people are very comfortable where they train. Right. And you could imagine people that I train yeah. don't even think about training. So imagine mm-hmm. training around other people. Right. So so it's it's purely like one at a time, client-based. Okay. If you got more than one person, it has to be two. Okay. But it's never going more than that. Gotcha. So. Okay, bro, that sounds really inspirational. Oh, like, I, that sounds amazing. That. Yeah, like, like that whole story just sounds incredible. Yeah, I could have, I, I tell everybody this, like I could have literally just been that dude, made a crap ton of money with no overhead <laughs> and just stayed in the city. Yeah. But who am I benefiting at that point? Right. Just in the one year that I've had my space, helped a lot of people, man. Yeah. Helped a lot of people. I'm talking about dads and grandpas that's never yeah. been able to move like that, picking yeah. up the kids and the grandkids. I got a knee tear. I didn't get surgery. It's okay. We can fix it. Like, yeah, these are the things that really, that's amazing. Like, I don't, you can get in shape. Cool. I don't care about that. You have a problem walking. Yeah. Let me help you with that. That's what I love. Dang, bro. I love my job, bro. bro, I know, I know, I know I'm just sounding crazy right now, but I love what I know. You can see the passion in your eyes right now. Like, Like, dude, I just, just giving to people that have no hope. Yeah. And you know, in the world we live in, pharmacy, doctors, surgery, yeah. that's all we're taught. Yeah. There's more than likely, unless in extreme case, there's a way around it. Right. 
that's what I'm here to do. Yeah, I mean, the reason that I think a lot of people um, fell in love with your image and, and your page on Instagram and, and just seeing you, you know, with your clients is, uh, like, it's it doesn't seem like it's just for bodybuilding. Like, oh, I, I no. guess I guess when they see you and with the gigantic arms, you know, a huge chest and, <laughs> and you know, um, just, like, if they saw you at, at face value, they might think, oh, this guy's another bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Right, he's gonna he's gonna teach me how to get my arms big and my chest huge. Oh, I can tell um, you, um, may may jump in. Go for it, um, go for it. So there's been many times where I've had guys that just work out and they ask me about their pains and stuff. Yeah. And when I tell them what it is, like realistically what it is, they brush me off because it's too much thinking. Ooh, you know really? What I mean? It's not as oh, you got to do this. You know, uh-huh. what I mean? if you tell me, yo, bro, I have a pain in my chest, I will point. I'll poke it and I'll right. do something. I'll be like, you know why this is hurting? X, yeah. Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. Fix all your problems. Yeah. But it's just too much work. Right. It's not it's yeah. not instant gratification. Right. right. The youth has yeah. youth, but with that comes mostly with instant gratification. Yeah. Which is the biggest problem. Yeah. So essentially when I have people come into my space, I always ask them, I don't care who you are, and you could mm-hmm. many people that are young work for years, work out for years. I literally humble them and I say, Hey, you have any pains? You have anything that bothers you? And I know you do. Yeah, everyone does. You can't does. hide it. Yeah. And I will tell them, and the first sessions is all rehab. Mm. Make sure that pain never comes back. Most of my clients have lower back pain, and it goes away. With yeah. Them. It goes away. It literally goes yeah. away within. Bro, two that, to three that lower back pain has been crazy. Two to three sessions, it never comes back. <laughs> That's I amazing. Educate you in case I like to educate my clients because in case if I die, uh-huh. there's people out there that know what I taught them. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you ever heard of Web, WebMD? Yeah. You search up one problem and it gives you like that yeah, cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell clients all the time, message me. Don't look on the internet. Don't go on YouTube. Mm. YouTube doesn't teach you properly. YouTube doesn't do anything. Unless you're going to the right people. Right. Which is rare. Because yeah. they don't look good normally. <laughs> right, right, right. As, at least what good looks in the human eye and what yeah, society yeah. has yeah. taught us to train healthy and looking good. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah. So. A lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Could you give a quick tip on lower back pain? Because I kind of struggle with oh, that. Oh, absolutely. But, uh... <laughs> so, essentially, it depends on the individual um, if you have lower back pain. Are you having lower back pain because of an injury in the past? Are you having lower back pain because of life and you're sitting down all day? It's, that's it. Okay. Yeah, so, essentially, you got to think of it like this. When you're sitting down all day, right? Mm-hmm. What is happening? What is losing circulation? Your glutes, yeah, your hamstrings, yeah. right? So, when you have underdeveloped glutes, which most people do, uh-huh. the lower back lose circulation right right tense up yeah so essentially it's very simple you need to foam roll let the blood circulate in the glutes and not only let it circulate in the glutes build some muscle into it so you have cushion when right. you sit down and not just raw blood circulation gotcha. being cut that's one of it there's many other factors so foam roll like every foam time roll the glutes okay. all three parts of the glute min medius maximus all of uh-huh. it then strengthen it with some abduction stuff open up the hips uh-huh. Um, it's natural for us to have weak glutes and tight groins because as men, and this only this is not just applied for men, but generally does, right. men have reproductive organs. And right. we try to protect our reproductive <laughs> organs by adducting, closing yeah. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But yeah. essentially that's cool and all, but that's causing a lot of problems later on down the line. Yeah. So you need to abduct, open up, even it out. Gotcha. As I said, this is the this is general. This is not always, but it's a good thought process to start from. Yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna implement that. Oh, yo, please do, bro. Editing these videos, I've gotten me like some serious back pain. Um, 
yeah man thank you for that absolutely um absolutely i, I do want to get into a little bit about because because you're you're not really shy um in how you present yourself you're very raw and authentic about every single part of you um and of course obviously with a lot of us a huge part of you is your religion right being a muslim absolutely um uh, there, there's a ton of photos, photos of you like in in a kufi, like at the gym training, or like you know praying like right by some gym equipment. Um, there's a whole BuzzFeed video, right, I'm where training, yeah, yeah, where you're just talking about your your schedule during Ramadan and, and how you balance your fitness with your faith, right? Um, does does that element uh, of you know th- does Islam at all influence how you view fitness? um are there any inspirations in that regard or here's the thing one of my biggest role models in islam this is totally this might relate this might not right it's other umar okay right and we all know how that man was built yeah that man is and i plan inshallah naming my son umar gotcha copyrighted (laughs) (laughs) right so it's like you know islam has played a huge role things that with me it's a little different in islam and i always tell this a lot of people that are especially like very dean oriented and you know yeah. look at every aspect of islam as a life and i try to implement this remember aesthetics don't matter taking right, care right. of your body matters yeah you can make your ramadan easier you can make praying easier you can make praying without a chair doable yeah many things right in islam you know the way i look at it is this body is just a vessel for our soul yeah am i right yeah essentially you are going to give this body back to our creator allah yeah why would you give it beaten up eating the wrong things, abusing <laughs> yeah. it with bad addictions and bad movement and hurting yourself. Why not give it back in the best condition as possible? At the end of the day, taking care of yourself is a sunnah, right? Yeah. It is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So why not use exercise to do that? Training has been proven to relieve stress, take you out of bad habits. Whatever the works is, training is different on every individual, right? The mental effects, the physical effects of it. You know that's a good deed right there. Right, right. If training takes you out of a bad habit, why not? Yeah. Now you're fighting a bad sin with a good sin. Stress relieving. How many people do you know take out their stress with a bad a bad habit? Yeah. Right. Training. Yeah. Many factors. Right. But the thing with me in Islam is like, I was very, and I'm not shy to say this. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what people say. Yeah. At the, end of the day, the way I grew up, very different. Right. Right. I was a very big person in gangs when I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. And I almost got killed twice, right? Ooh. And here's the funny thing. My parents know this stuff. So it's not a surprise to nobody. Wow. Right? <laughs> so I almost got like into some bad situations. I'm talking about like I shot at, you know, I was like, like, yeah, Whoa. Like, this is a thing that this is in my past, right? And it, it only comes up when it has to, right? But right. Day, you're not going to meet anybody as soft as me. I'm a very harmless person. Yeah. But No, I... I, I I'm shocked, bro. Yeah, like, anybody, I'm really surprised. If anybody messes with me or my loved ones, you know, you're the one. Yeah, you, you yeah, of course. Time, of course, right? yeah. But essentially, it's like, it's like, Islam came into my life when I was like, you know, going through a lot of stuff and I was like, you know, what the hell am I doing in my life? And yeah. my cousin kind of made me go to um, Left Rack City, which is huge. The Imam there is huge. Um, it's Nur Law, right? That's the, yeah, Nur Law, I'm pretty sure. The brother was a nation of Islam, a Sufi, and now he's a very well-known uh, Sunni Muslim, known by sheikhs and everything, known by keeping everything to the Quran yeah. and um, the Hadith and everything, right? Right. So I met a lot of converts there, and they kind of were me, but if I continued what I was doing, mm. they would always tell me, you know what, stop what you're doing, blah, 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 you know, they all went to jail, they've all done time, you know, 
craziest stuff you can imagine. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I met a brother that was like a big Latin king, and me and him just got along very wow. well. Wow. You know, and I wasn't, you know, I was, I wasn't Latin king or anything, but I was yeah. part of another gang. So you know, it just made me realize, like, you know what, like. Islam is the truth, and when I accepted Islam fully, I'm so sorry. Yeah, when I accepted it. Islam fully, that played into a role of me also going to the gym, right? And once Islam was fully embraced into me, because my parents never enforced religion, which was the beauty. Because mm-hmm. you know, when you're when you're taught something that you want to learn, right? Now, yeah, you yeah, get turned yeah. off by the idea yeah. of it. So when I accepted Islam fully, I kicked the gang out of my life mm-hmm. for the most part, and then. Um, that and then fitness kind of just took me out of that whole bad element gotcha when i tell you we used to fight every day we used to fight that's not an exaggeration day, wow every day trust wow. me trust me people that know my personal life all my boys from my high school gotcha. my big homies they all know me yeah you know it, it is what it is yeah but at the end of the day you can you can't say anything bad about me because i'm right, right. not the technical beat up smite for no reason that's yeah. not me yeah, yeah. You know i mean i'm just a guy that loves my friends and my families and i'm always gonna have their back yeah yeah um, so when, you know, except Islam, I was still going to the gym. So it was just like, it kind of worked hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I found my religion, my spiritual entity. I found my stress reliever and what keeps me busy. Yeah. And then I kind of brought them together and I realized like, you know what? There's so much you can attain with this. And I have a big philosophy. If you take a young Muslim yeah. brother, right? A young Muslim kid. Yeah. You know, the world is very evil. Mm-hmm. It very you know depending on where you live it will stray you away from the right path we all know that the, the that that that's how it is nowadays with yeah. the music yeah. and how social media is set up yeah you take a young brother that is confused might not have the best of parents you know i got lucky with my parents right but yeah. not a lot of people are fortunate like that you take a brother like that you bring him to a mushy or a gym and the brother <laughs> that he's looking at is fit good looking built whatever yeah. it is right he's right right have some, some sense of attractive yeah. curiosity you give that brother that conversation with that individual, and he says, you know, working out is this way, and, and you have him as a mentor figure, that young brother's gonna start working out. Yeah. He's gonna gain one thing. Guess what that is? Confidence. And what fights all that bad stuff out there? Confidence, mm. understanding yourself. Right. So now you can be a stronger Muslim as a youth through just working out and just being more confident with yourself, not having to prove anything to the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, there's, there's a lot of things how fitness can help the young individual and the Muslim. You need a strong leader, not just mentally, but also physically. Mm-hmm. So he can prolong his his speeches, prolong everything, his right. message. Yeah. You don't want to have to switch over the next guy because he's too tired. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's such a good role model for everybody. Yeah. So, total rant. My bad. Nah, bro, that was amazing. My bad. Bro, that was amazing. My bad. That was amazing. So sorry about that. That was amazing. Just, 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 just so much factors that I think about when I think about, like, fitness health yeah, and islam yeah. because at the end of the day islam is what saved my life yeah health and fitness is what saves my life and it's what i love to do right so or that was that was amazing like that's that's a perfect way to end it off um thank you so much naveed for being on this podcast i am honored my brother Probably. thank you for making the time it is uh, thank you for making is, the time really uh, i appreciate it we're, we're recording this close to 10 p.m right now guys Come i on. appreciate <laughs> everybody that uh follow along i know i do talk a lot but i'm a man that wants to share a story and wants to make everybody's life that I meet or come across better or impactful in a good way. Right. So thank you so much. I rush all once a second can we get in here. Go ahead, bro. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't even know if you're in the cut. Yeah. All, right, all right, bro. Um, thank you guys for staying tuned every single episode. Hopefully, every single episode. Um, I pray that we can all, you know, implement the V's advice of, you, you know, um, utilizing Islam and utilizing health, health and fitness to truly better our lives on a daily basis. Um, I pray that all of us can be confident Muslims, can be strong Muslims internally and externally. And I pray that we can all, you know, be in Jannah together, you know, working out and, uh, Ameen. <laughs> you know, Ameen. Ameen. Um, and yeah, uh, have a nice day, guys. Thank, Thank you so, so much. Da 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 da